This has got to be the saddest day of my life. I called you here today for a bit of bad news. I won't be able to see you anymore because of my obligations and the ties that you have. We've been meeting here every day. And since this is our last day together, I want to hold you just one more time. When you turn and walk away, don't Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when Patrick the ID and Airplay's jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Man, Hart's already into it. This is like... want to make sure oh, yeah. we let, let him drop oh, in. I want to so yeah. give you all of that. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, wanna, yeah. I want to give I you the window to open in. This yeah. bass I got right here ain't giving me I all that. I thought Hodge was going to start it out, but he did. <laughs> but at least I, I wanted to give him a chance to drop in. Uh, all right, Patrick hooking it up on a Top of the Charts Tuesday. Um, Hodge is feeling oh, your, man. He been, hey, your selections, Back-to-back back days, Patrick. You've been on it, dog. He's feeling You've your selections, man. Uh, 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. We will get back to NFL discussion uh, because a lot of big NFL topics and also we're going to give our NFL predictions coming up in the top of the 5 o'clock. Harsh Knock Life, what you got coming up for the people, Harsh? We've been talking about all of these injuries and there are so many freak ones that are freak accidents that happen away from the baseball field, away from the football field. But I got this book that I've been taking care of and it's from my man David Berger. It's called Uh Take Me Out to the Ball Game, a comical and freakish injuries we cannot make up. Mm. So there are some injuries out there. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this today. Yeah, no, baseball has the weirdest, craziest injuries. like From sneezing? Yeah, there's no sport even close <laughs> exactly. to baseball when it comes to weird, freaky, crazy injuries. No so, doubt. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that coming up. Uh, that'll be fun. All right, so... Let's get into this Jim Harbaugh story first, and we'll make our way from you know kind of the national headlines to the uh, Texas headlines here, and we'll talk Texas quarterbacks because Arch Manning's in the news, so is Quinn Ewers, um, and also we'll get to uh, this Big Twelve story as well, Big Twelve travel miles in the upcoming Big Twelve football schedule. But this story dropped earlier today, gentlemen. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA are reportedly negotiating a resolution. That will result in Jim Harbaugh being suspended for four games. Yep. This according to Ross Dellinger. The suspension stems from alleged false statements Jim Harbaugh made to the NCAA investigators. It's centered on an NCAA investigation into recent recruiting violations committed mm-hmm. by the Wolverines staff members. The NCAA alleged that Harbaugh was dishonest about the violations in his initial meeting with the investigators. Uh, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh said the statement from Ross Dellinger, uh, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh and NCAA are working toward a negotiated resolution that's expected to see him suspended for four games this season in penalty stemming from alleged false statements. Uh, so that means the first four games of the season will be East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green and Rutgers. That's so they open the season at home in those first four games. Mm. There you go. Okay. 
I don't, we don't know exactly what they, they are not specific as, as to what the violations are. They're not yet. That will drop, I'm sure, what the violations are. But right now, they have not been specific on that. But four games, it had to be something pretty, uh, pretty I serious. I cannot believe a coach lied about recruiting violations. <laughs> oh, my God. Now the NCAA wants to get all involved in a situation where a coach – Lied to an investigator. They have investigators. Uh, I mean, you know, like that's exactly <laughs> I didn't know that. exactly. So <laughs> you're sitting there talking about all these allegations. It's so funny where they pick and choose where they want to fight and what they don't want to fight. I mean, you, we talked about this just the other day, Rod. They had people going to classes at North Carolina that weren't even classes. But they didn't get anything no, wrong with No, but they them. told the truth about it. Oh, that's what uh, it was. That's where there you go. technicalities. Uh-huh. There you go. Can we just get them to make this suspension next year, though? Except when we play. Yeah, I prefer that. We could get it next year. <laughs> I need you to good. defer They're to negotiating it, yeah, so negoti- maybe they could. Yeah, yeah, negotiate it. Yeah. I want to do one here, one Negotiation. You, can I pick the games I don't want to be at? <laughs> Eastern Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, this is, I mean. Yeah, it's. I guess it must be serious. So I wonder what the, because I mean, Coaches spending for four games. And they said they're negotiating. They must have had a harsher suspension, and now we're negotiating to four games, right? Yeah. Well, so, let's, they're probably negotiated down to two games, like some of these other coaches. Oh, you're right. They might end you up know, at two. I, mean, I don't know. You, they may end up to something else. But they're just want the NCAA just wants you to know we are still here. Don't disrespect us. I wonder if it has something to do with NIL. You, you, that uh, that that to me will be interesting if it is, but it could just be old school old school recruiting violations. It just, could be. You know, it just, could definitely yeah, be that, like stuff like that. So, and yeah, I mean, it's not a misleading, false, and misleading information. So they just outright lie, or are we talking about an exaggeration? You know, you know what it's about. And most of the time, it's probably about practices. It's probably about. Um, so like recruits recruiting, at, recruit or, ad practice. That's recruiting, though, I believe. I yeah, they showed what, up. Remember, some other school had recruits. Was it what, during COVID? Remember, yes, they weren't supposed yeah. to. Wasn't it Oklahoma at one point had That's people that were there? They were recruiting. posting pictures of them being on the field and things like that. And it's like, hold up. No, you can't do that. You can't have those people there. And they had to take down the pictures. There's so much that was probably in that vague area during that time. That it was like, let's just, you, what did you say? Habitual line stepper. <laughs> That's where he was at. He was stepping the line and got caught up. I don't think it was nothing worth him being suspended for four games. Again, I think it's something that the NCAA is looking at and saying, all right, we got to do something. Because it was brought to our attention. Wasn't Jim Harbaugh the one that had the story that he slept on like the guy's floor? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. he's because, not crazy stories like that. Yeah, so, so he went I, up I somebody's imagine, clubhouse one time. Yeah, I could imagine that that was something where it's like he did something that was crazy, and they're like, "Hey, man, you can't like." I know before games to me that that's like a to me that's a you know a violation that would be kind of a misdemeanor. How yeah. if you get four games for that? I was like, like four game suspension yeah. seems to me like, like I said that's why I was like I think it seems to me like maybe it's something serious. Four games seems to be pretty serious. Like one game, two games, four games. Yeah, like that's not yeah, just that's, yeah, that's not just misdemeanor stuff. That's like that might be pretty serious. I wonder what it is. Not not serious like oh he's a bad person. Serious like he obviously yeah, yeah. was. And maybe 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 you're right. Maybe it's not the recruiting violation that's serious. Maybe it's the fact that he lied. That's maybe exactly, to go back to the, yeah. the Des Bryant situation. It was like it wasn't that Des Bryant. 
violated NCAA rules by yep. going out to, was it a dinner or something like that? Yeah, with Deion Sanders. It was a dinner with It was Deion Sanders and his agent. dinner with Deion. It was a dinner with You know what? I would have violated that NCAA exactly. rule. Exactly. Deion, take me to dinner, please. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's go to <laughs> yeah. dinner. Um, but anyway, so it might be Patrick. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was something misdemeanor, but then when he lied about it, yeah. they're going to yeah. be like, hey, hey no, you lied about it. Because like you said, for Dez, it was a misdemeanor, relatively you know, kind of misdemeanor violation should have been suspended like a game or two or three or something like that, maybe. And then they suspended. I think he was like off for the season. Yeah, right, because he lied uh, yeah, to yeah. investigators. Yeah, he ended up not playing so maybe the that's entire it. time. Maybe the cover up is worse than the crime. Yeah. to them. Isn't that most of the time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to a lot true. of people. Yeah, because you got to lie a lot when you yeah. cover it up. Like the because it's continual. Because they're gonna ask you questions forever. Yeah, sometimes the crime was could have been unintentional in terms yep. of the crime. I'm talking about the violation of the rules. So yep. it should be fair. Uh, you know, so maybe that was unintentional. But then once you found out that you violated the rules, then you went up and covered it up. Yep. And you lied to like multiple people to cover it up, and you had to lie to cover up the lies and you keep on. <laughs> Line, you know, you, and you keep forgot the lies that you were talking oh, about. That's the, the worst. You forget yeah. your lies. You're like, yeah. damn it, I forgot my lies. Man, you, you know, you forget to tell somebody that they're supposed to lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what oh. was it? Uh, you said what? He's like, you didn't tell me. <laughs> Minister Society, Bill Duke sitting across from you. You know you didn't messed up. You right? know you messed up now. Yeah, you, you remember when you told me at seven forty-five you was gonna be? And there then you go. The clock told me it was eight fifteen. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I thought I told you it was 8.15. No, you actually told me it was 7.45. See, I got you. <laughs> I got you. You know what that's now. Yeah, you know. No, but you're right. So I didn't, first of all, the NCAA investigators, I wonder how intimidating they are. Yeah. I'm, now I'm worried about Jim Harbaugh. I was like, bro. You let, you let NCAA investigators uh, shake you up? <laughs> I mean, how did that happen? Remember you let them BB, discombobulate you? Remember the Big 12 commissioner at one point? What was his name? Was it Don BB or Bill BB? I think it was, it, I think you're right. It was Don, it was BB. It was Don BB, yeah. Yeah. Dan BB or Don BB? Dan BB. Dan BB. Okay. Or whichever one was not the wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was an NCAA investigator at one point, and he was the guy that cracked the, the information about SMU. Oh, really? So they know how to manipulate that system. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. quite impressive. How I'm gonna, they did I'm it. gonna just gonna imagine NCAA investigators are like the library cop on uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, oh Bookman! Yes, Bookman. he was Bookman. Yeah, it was a library. Wait, cop. Wait they had a Bookman. They, uh, yeah, he was a, a library cop, and then Jerry had an overdue book. An overdue book, yeah. And, yeah, and, and was, he just read off long like monologues. Because <laughs> yeah. the Bookman I'm thinking about so is Good Times. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a book. Super. He was a super. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm thinking of. He's a bookman. He was a yeah. He was a library investigator. <laughs> Literally who, named Bookman. Who tra- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. He was like that's an I remember Travis. That's like an ice cream man being named Cone. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, anyone the inventors of the like the toilet named Crapper? I believe so. I believe I, I believe did hear that. One of that. the inventors of the toilet was named Crapper, and that's why that. they call it that sometimes. It's not for the reason you think it is, yep. if I'm not mistaken. That's a Craigway factoid I believe I learned along the way. Uh, all right, there you go. So Jim Harbaugh apparently uh, is negotiating his four-game suspension. Who? I mean, negotiating his four-game suspension? Who is he, Pablo Escobar? He tried like, to be. <laughs> he he might have been doing some a lot worse negotiate, stuff. When can you negotiate your own suspension? Yeah, that's what the NCAA is like. We're coming down hard on him. Well, how hard? He hasn't told us yet. <laughs> no, seriously. I was watching this documentary about Pablo Escobar, and, and one of the things, when he turned himself in, he got to pick his own prison, yes. build his own prison, and pick all of, his, all of his guards. He wanted to make sure his security.
security was his security. And that was that was his yeah. prison. It was no. like, yeah, you go to prison. It's like, well, I picked the prison, I built the prison, and all the guards are guards that are under my payroll. Like that was his that was no. his jail that was his prison time when he turned himself in. I'm like, how does Jim Harbaugh get to negotiate <laughs> his own suspension? Like what? What? That's how flimsy the NCAA is as an organization. That's they have why no backbone at all. Yeah, hey, hey what, what, <laughs> what, what can we shocking. suspend you without you suing us? Exactly. Right. <laughs> what, what's the number before you're going to sue us? What suspension works for you? I'll take one game of that four game suspension every year, each of the next four years. How about that? Like, yep. Deal. <laughs> God, come on, NCAA. Have, get a backbone. Love it. All right, uh, let's talk about Arch Manning. Let's do it. Arch Manning, gentlemen. Congratulations are in order uh, because Arch Manning has signed his first NIL deal and he signed it with a, uh, they say collectibles company. They do trading cards uh, and different uh, memorabilia. So like that Panini uh, is the company. Jeff Howe actually give Jeff Howe a lot of credit because Jeff Howe, he's, he's deep in this world. In the trading card world, the kind of a uh, memorabilia collectible world, yep. and uh, this organization, he was talking about you know the the card, basically the type of card that Arch Manning is going to have as a part of this NIL deal. They're going to have a Arch Manning trading card, and by the way, shout out to him because all proceeds from the trading card are going to benefit a nonprofit through St. David's Healthcare and St. David's Foundation. So shout out to him for that. But there's Arch a, doing grown man things right there. Well, you know That's that. grown man right there. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm glad there's obviously a, a charitable element like most of these uh, NIL deals. There should be one of those. And he, apparently the throwback prism black autographed yep. one of one trading card. One of one. One of one. So there's only yep. one of these made in the world. One of one. So that obviously that rarity increases the value of it. He signed it himself. The signature, by the way. Was man. captured on video. Yes, there's a video of yep. it on, on his social media account. Yep. Uh, by the way, I love Archman. I think he's awesome. Shout out. He's going to be a great lifetime Longhorn. Man, them signatures. To be in the, the first family of football, they got to work on Arch's signature a little bit. Man, it ain't. You don't. You you don't even understand how vital that conversation is. That right signature there. is. You got to remember weird. this, Rod. You, yeah, I don't know. You got to remember this, Rod. Think about this. These kids today do not have to write like we used to have to write. I know. These kids have no idea. I've been teaching my kids for a long time. Practice your signature. Practice your signature. I used to make my older son Michael. It was almost like he was in trouble. I need you to sign your name all over this paper a thousand times. I need you to practice that signature so when you do have to sign something, we will be able to read it. Well, and it should be look the same all the time. It so does not. That, which it does. No. The young kids, they don't, they don't, no. they don't practice they don't it. Practice and they don't enough. obviously take cursive writing like those old people had to do back in the day. Yeah. So it doesn't look the same all the time. So now you'd be like, oh, your signature with that player looks a little different than this signature. So I'm with you. If you especially if you're going to be famous, yes. celebrity like this young man. You grew up in that family. You need to have a good signature. Yeah. Uh, but right now the bidding for the one of one uh, trading card for Arch Manning throwback prism black autographed card sixty thousand. Yep. Next bid sixty thousand. Yeah, and this will run all the way through Saturday night. Wow. Um, at eight o'clock is the last bid Central Time. Ooh. So sixty G. Yeah, that's buddy. not surprising. Yep. Because you figure if if he's successful, <laughs> then that card will be worth five ten million dollars in ten years. Yep. 
So there's a level where you have to kind of take the. But if you're if you're already yeah, if you got money, if you got millions of dollars, you're like cool. I'll have the yeah. one on one. So and I it's always... a write off because it's going to St. David's. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, real oh, money. Yeah. 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 No, but then, if it's a write-off, then Drew's yeah, well, let's like, all ah. do it. Let's do it. Let's pool our money together. To go back to the let, sign, me, let me write off an investment real quick. To go back to the Seinfeldian terms, you don't even know what a write-off is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These this companies, they just write it off. <laughs> what is a write-off? You Who don't knows? even know what a write-off Who is. Knows? But I'm not the one writing it off. They are, and they know what they it is. They know exactly <laughs> what they're doing. And talking about somebody just <laughs> asked, I thought he wasn't going to uh, – sign any deals. He's not signing the deal for himself. He's signing the deal for to donate to well, other people. Well, I'm sure people. he got some money for oh, it. Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, I'm, I'm not, no, I, I love hey. that it's a charitable, but I'm yeah. sure he got some and, cash and, and, for and it. And you can not. get mad at Sark for saying that he wasn't going to do it, or his family for saying he wasn't going to do it. Arch but you did talk to him. That's Arch right. never said he wasn't going to do it. So right. I'm a grown man like, now, Dad. And everybody can stand by. <laughs> Sark and uh, Granddad can all stand by. Hey. Like, No, no, uh, that's what we said, but he didn't say that. Hey, He's my, a grown my man. My parents said I wouldn't do a lot of things, and then I left home. Yeah, exactly. No. Hey, man, the circumstances, they do change. Yep. And it, and it can always go with, uh, Sark kind of misquoted us on that one. He misheard yep. or something like that. So, not a big deal. Uh, I know Sark I think somebody he, that texts us on the Specs text line, his son works with Panini as well. So, he's been getting a lot of autographs, a lot of signatures. So, he may be a part of this deal as well. Uh, yeah, so Arch Manning, man, he's signing his big uh, NIL deal with uh, Panini America. And right now the one-of-one uh, -on -one trading card bidding is up to $60,000. It'll probably be upwards of 100000 by the time it actually the deadline hits for the bidding. I was trying to be on it at the very beginning. Well, just to say you did it? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> what you done? A hundred. A hundred? That's all I put on it? Yeah, I just put a little something on it. You and your crew can get together and y'all can put something on it. Yeah, we you could. Know, that could be an investment. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. As Patrick you said, you know. Write it off. Yep. And you can write it off. Yeah, they're going to say, for trading cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to be really good or really bad, though. What, yeah. he's really good. No, for the money, for it to be an investment. Because it's either... Either he's the great, he's a great quarterback, and his that first ever card of his is worth tons of money, mm -hmm. or he's the biggest bust in history, and his card is worth a lot of money. That those are the two ways it's worth a lot of money, and we really prefer the good one. Well, yep. I think we all prefer the good one. I don't want to go through the he's he's the biggest bust in history thing. No, we don't want to go through that one. Uh, so we're going to err on the side of optimism, and yes, uh, we believe that it's going to be worth a whole lot of money, and maybe you're getting the deal of a century, mm -hmm. getting it for potentially. Six figures right now to five now. To 60 G's. Uh, okay, now. Uh, Quinn Ewers, he's hoping to get some straight cash home. He signed a lot of NIL deals in his time. Matter of fact, they just had a he just had a meet and greet. Yeah, he did. Was that earlier this week or last yeah, weekend? I think it was last week. Last and week? he did a camp. And he did a camp. And he did him, a camp? And J him and Jatavian Sanders did a camp okay. over at Westlake. So he's been busy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good for uh, Quinn Ewers, man, putting in the time. Uh, so Quinn Ewers is the focus, or he's one of the players who are the focus of this article from 24-7 Sports, where they're predicting, they are projecting the leading passers mm -hmm. in the 2023 season. I'll just go down a list here. Uh, they go Tulane, Michael Pratt. Uh, they got Cameron Ward from Washington State. Nasty. George, you like him? Oof, nasty. Big fan? Okay. Oh, yeah. You know where he was before? In, uh, incarnate Word. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He was under that, uh, the Zach, Mo Zach Morris, I wanted to call him Zach Morris, Coach Morris, Eric Morris. And uh, oh, yeah, he had right. left when he was, because Coach Morris went there mm. before he took the North Texas job. 
Oh, nice little tidbit yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Travis from Florida State getting a lot of love. They got Dylan Gabriel in here from uh, Oklahoma, which no surprise. Oh. Bo Nix from Oregon. Uh, Kyle McCord from Ohio State. Uh, and Quinn Ewers from Texas. Yeah. Quinn Ewers should be one of the top. It, are we expecting to be top 20? That's basically what they're saying here. He's going to yes. be a top 20 yes. passer in the country yes. next season. I, I, I 1,000% believe that. Uh, they got your boy Frank Harris on here, of course. Uh, Will, Will Rogers from Mississippi State's on here. Drake May, of course. Caleb Williams, he's the top guy. Uh, they also have Austin Reed from Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Cause they like to light it up. And somebody we saw, Michael Penix Jr. Who is one of the best Washington. quarterbacks. He is, yeah. man. He's Lefty legit. Too. I like him. Yep. Uh, but Quinn Ewers, getting back to him, I saw this at uh, Bet. MGM and you know we're not the only ones who are really high on Quinn Ewers right now and maybe this is just Longhorn fans drinking the Kool-Aid getting just you know <laughs> wasted yeah all right on uh, the burnt orange Kool-Aid this offseason because the hype train is probably at an all-time high um well it's could it's speeding down the tracks with no uh with no breaks at all and no excuses yep. but the uh MGM their Heisman odds they I've been keeping up with them yep. And Quinn Ewers is still top three in their Heisman odds right now. Uh, for if you go look at Bet MGM, uh, they got Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and Quinn Ewers. Uh, plus five hundred for J- for Caleb Williams, plus nine hundred for Jaden Daniels. That's mm-hmm. not the Kansas quarterback. That's the LSU quarterback. And Quinn Ewers at plus eleven hundred. But if you go look at highest handle percentage, which is Basically, the most money most bet, money bet yeah. on a particular uh, most money wagered on a particular bet, I should say. Quinn Ewers has the most or the highest handle percentage at ten point three percent over any Heisman candidate uh, or Heisman favorite listed on their odds. He has the highest handle percentage, which means more people are betting on Quinn Ewers to win the Heisman than any other player at Bet MGM. No. Yeah. I mean, if you, you always got to look at what your what's your best wager, like where's your best return, and Quinn yours being somebody. What what did we say before? Uh, one site had him at plus two thousand or something like that. So you always want to look at where you're going to win the most money, and not only drinking the Kool Aid, you also got to be able to say, all right, are they really going to be able to be that good? Is he going to be able to put up those numbers? And we've talked about it. I think he is going to be able to put up those numbers. I'm looking for some exciting times on the 40 acres with him at the quarterback position. I wasn't like that last year. Remember I told you I wasn't feeling it like that. No, because he hadn't played football in a long time. He hadn't played football. I had heard some things about him being able to move around in the pocket and and one read, two read. Is he going to be able to make the read? And now I'm like, he's, he's put in the work. You can see it. He, yes. You can see the work physically on his on his body on what he decided to do. Yeah. So that shows me that he's serious. And again, contract year. He's eligible for the draft this year. Contract year. I don't. Yeah. No, I'm glad he's working his body. Hopefully, hopefully working the footwork. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm already on that. The footwork is what needs the work, and I do believe he's going to improve on that. But do we think he's going to be a Heisman finalist? That's kind of what that that bet MGM. Uh, nugget I gave you is saying that somebody believes he's going to be a Heisman there. finalist. I'll put him in there. I'll <laughs> risk it. I'll risk it. Hey, mm. man, no, no risk it, no biscuit. I'm putting it out there. I can't get that. The only way I'm going to get that uh, uh, Arch Manning card is if I put that risk out there. <laughs> and I gotta put that risk out there. Well, first thing he's got to do is play an entire season, which he hasn't done since in like his sophomore while. year of high school. Mm-hmm. So. 
first things first. Yeah. <laughs> Just play every game, and then we'll see where we are at the end of the season uh, with Quinn Ewers. All right, uh, we'll get to some uh, more college football conversation in the 6 o'clock. What you got coming up for the people on Harsh Knock? I want to have a little fun. I want to talk about some of these Major League Baseball injuries mm-hmm. that have happened throughout time. And some of them, I'm going to go Texas Rangers, and I'm going to go Houston Astros and let Astros. you know a little bit about them. And Atlanta Braves, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. All right. Uh, well, some fun talking about baseball injuries, uh, making fun of some of the best athletes on the planet. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Nine Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to the Top of the Chart Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge, and my man Patrick Davis has been killing it with his Top of the Chart music today got me ready to do a dance and it's mostly a slow groove that he's been giving us uh, back to back days so continue the great work my man PD Patrick Davis it's your boy Harbaugh Hard you can hit me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard you can hit my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers and of course you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis we also love it when you're a part of the show and thank you for all the kind words and checking in on us and making sure y'all are still engaged uh, on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. So we had this conversation yesterday about Naheem Hines, who ended up getting hurt on a jet ski. Yeah, man. And, Rod, you and I both have played uh, at the professional level, and there's always clauses in your Mm -hmm. contract about doing extreme things. There was no skiing. There was no waterboarding. There was no, you couldn't do any of those things. They didn't even want, really want you riding motorcycles. They didn't want you riding dirt bikes. They didn't want you doing any of those types of things. Anything that would put you in jeopardy. But during those things is mostly about things that are out of your control. You can control that. Yes, you can. But there are some things that happen to you that are very strange, especially in baseball. Me being around the game for as long as I have, there's been some very strange injuries that have happened away from the field, not necessarily on the field. People are always trying to do different things, and sometimes things that you don't think are going to hurt you, they end up hurting you. Mm -hmm. Like picking up your kid sometimes. If you (laughs) pick up your kid and you don't do it the right way, some people have strained their back by (laughs) Playing with their dogs, tripping over animals, that is true. and doing animals, so many things. Pets will get you hurt, though. That's yeah. True. yeah. There's a lot that always go into it. But there's this book out here, my man Dave Berger. Uh, it's called Take Take Me Out to the Ball Game. So go check it out. Make yourself an order. And I'm not doing any endorsements for him, but <laughs> I have interviewed this young man, and he has given me one of his books. And I've always thought it was funny because of all the injuries that have always happened. We talked. I heard Craig Way and them talking about it, and I even heard um, Jeff Howe with them, and I also heard Chad and, and Zay talking about mm. it. So there's an injuries. There's an injury book out there, and there's so many different types. I want to highlight a couple of these. Okay. One of them is Elvis Andrews. You remember Elvis Andrews? Oh, yeah. He was a former shortstop for mm-hmm. the Texas Rangers. Been in the league for a long time. He's he's done some really good things in this game, but during spring training. In uh, 2013, he went and got a tattoo. He spent nine hours under a needle 
earlier in the week after getting the large tattoo of his late father on his left shoulder. Mm. After being in that, think about it, you're under a needle for nine hours. A long time. He was not allowed to play because he had so much soreness that he wasn't able to participate for three days. Mm. (laughs) Now, good thing for him, it was during spring training, so they were able to make the move. But it's still one of those things where you're like, come on, man, you couldn't do that during the offseason? Right. You couldn't, you couldn't do that come before. On, you waited till we got to spring training to be able to do that? Do we know he, do we know he didn't do it on purpose? This I was it intentional? I, I don't think he was at that level of being in the big <laughs> leagues where you can miss that much time, as you can see now. Okay. By the way, he's a two-time All-Star. Uh, he is. Uh, Odeby McDowell. My man played center field for the Texas Rangers, one of the best Texas Rangers that no one ever talks about. Odeby McDowell was really, really good. But Odeby McDowell got hurt one time in the clubhouse cutting biscuits. Biscuits. Cutting biscuits. Cutting biscuits. And Craig Way actually brought this story up today, talking about the fact that he did it with a supposed butter knife, but he split his middle finger, requiring eight stitches for it to close. And I really hope that Odeby McDowell loved that biscuit. Hmm. <laughs> then you think about some of the other names that are out there. And I played with some of these guys. Matter of fact, you got a chance to listen to one of the players last night. It was Jeff Blum. He okay. is the voice. He does the. He's the color analyst for the te- uh, Houston Astros. Go Astros! Former teammate of mine. Played with the uh, Montreal Expos, Houston, Tampa. Um, bunch of teams in the big leagues. Won the World Series in 2005. <laughs> He got hurt because he was trying to put on his shirt after the game that caused him to miss the rest of the season. Yes. I remember this. He injured his Uh. elbow while putting on his shirt. (laughs) How about that? One one Nolan Ryan. How tough is Nolan Ryan? We know how tough (laughs) Nolan Ryan is. I don't call it it pain. I call it discomfort. Discomfort. He's the one that when – Robin Ventura decided he wanted to charge the mound, charge the old man. He let him know this is not what you want. This is not the smoke. Well, in 1985, while in Alvin, Texas, he went out to his uh, dog pen to tend to him, only to be greeted by two wild, wild, uh, wild coyote pups. He took the pups home with him, only to have one of them bite him on his pitching hand. Ryan had several tests done, but he did not have rabies. By the way, he ended up getting rid of the coyote pups. Yeah. Did, they, did he think they were dogs or did he know they were coyotes? I think, you know, Nolan Ryan probably knew they were coyotes. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those situations where you're like, did he really, really do that? That is crazy. Our man Roger Clemens. Watch that finger, hmm. Roger. That's what the title of this was. After grabbing some grub, Roger Clemens came across an injured terrier that was laying on the side of the road. Clemens got out of his car to help the dog only to have it bite him on his right thumb. This prompted him a trip to the ER to get a tetanus shot. Didn't get a chance to play after that because he had to sit out for some time doing that. What is going on? What year was that? That was 19, I think it was 83. Let me see. Okay. Let me make sure. No, it was 1993. 1993. All right, here's another one. One of my good friends, Denny Hawking. He played shortstop. He was in the big leagues with Minnesota. He actually coaches now with Team USA. Mm. He's one of those coaches. This happened, he said, watch where you celebrate. After making the final out of the division series game against Oakland, uh, Hawking was was right in the dog pile with his teammates. While he was on the dog pile, he got spiked by one of his teammates, (laughs) splitting his nail in two places. Because of that, he went on to miss the ALCS. 
Only time you get a chance to go play wow. at the big time, and this is what happens to you. That's crazy. Very, very interesting story. One of my good, one of my good friends, and he actually, I reached out to him the other day. We were going to try to get him on the show. Another guy that is uh, known mm. in these parts is Steve Sparks. He mm-hmm. also does radio for the Houston Astros. He's a knuckleballer too, by the way. Mm. Pitched in the big leagues for quite some time. He was uh, at a at a meeting in 1994. He was at a group called uh, Radical Reality. And what they were, the guys that were part of making you feel strong, they were motivational Mm -hmm. guys, they were always trying to do that. So they used, remember, they used to rip phone books. It was that group that used to do stuff on TV. So he was full of energy, and Sparks did what any excited player would want to do and had his teammates going. He tried to rip the phone book. Oh, no. Unfortunately, during that time, he dislocated his left shoulder <laughs> trying to to move that around. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Zambrano, who was a big-time pitcher in Major League Baseball, Chicago Cubs, Miami uh, Marlins, big guy, big Z. He was, he was a tough guy at the plate as well because he was always tough. He picked up the phone to call a friend, right? Oh, man. So all I'm staying – all for staying in touch with your family, but Zambrano credited the <laughs> ceiling of expectations like Paul the of the Apostle could only live up to. As the story goes, Big Z was emailing his brother four hours a day. They were on the phone all the time. They were texting and going back and forth. Yeah, they're really close. Yeah, very much so. They couldn't pick up the phone to fall. So most of the time, whenever he ended up sending there doing the texting or, excuse me, emailing, he experienced... Elbow soreness. So he was not even able wow. to be Come able on. to play in the game. Because of elbow soreness? Because of. From calling? From doing Using the telephone too much? Exactly. Wow. Uh, if it doesn't fit, you Come must on, quit. Man. This is my man, Richie Sexton. He was a big, tall first baseman, played in the big leagues for a long time, too. Uh, Sexton missed the, the Brewers' inner squad game with a strained neck that he suffered while he was adjusting his cap during a photo shoot for the team. So you're sitting there and you're thinking about this, and you're like, wait a minute, dude is doing that? Yeah. Bobby Ojeda, left-handed pitcher, pitched in the big leagues with the New York Mets. He was doing the honeydew list, and they went astray. So he went out to do some stuff with his wife, to ask his wife, his wife wanted him to cut the honeysuckle bushes, and they needed trimming. Well, during that time, he went out there. While he was trimming, the electric clipper nearly severed off the top part of his left Ew. middle finger. He had to have surgery. Oh, yeah. And by the way, he missed the postseason, and the Mets ended up losing to the Dodgers. By the way, <laughs> he was left-handed, too. So that's what everybody—he always finishes that off by saying, oh, yeah, he was left-handed. So one more— These are all those stories that we keep talking about. We've been hearing so many things about some of these guys that aren't able to play for different reasons. Here's my favorite one. Salvador Perez, he's still the catcher for the Kansas City Royals. He's going to go into the Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame. He is one of their all-time greatest players. Well, during spring training, again, he ended up having to – he sprained his left knee, his middle collateral – while picking and carrying a suitcase up the stairs at home. (laughs) And that is how he injured his knee. And he was out four weeks because of this injury, trying to be able to do that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
I got a serious question. Come on. Now, how much of this, this, because these injuries, there are, there are sometimes very bizarre injuries that happen yep. in sports. Yep. But the frequency of these injuries in baseball. Depending on who they are. Yes, there seems to be more of these stories in baseball. And like I said, the frequency of them. Every year we hear crazy injuries in baseball, just yep. strange ones. Yep. Is we it, got a lot of idle time, bro. Yes. This is kind of what I'm getting to. Is it just the guys who are exaggerating these stories to get out of playing games because the season is so long? Is it because baseball players, the culture of it is that some of these guys are just not in great shape and no. they get easily hurt? No. Is it just the uh, culture of it that they, they got a lot of talent in their hands, so they're doing a lot of stupid stuff ding, when ding, a lot ding, of the ding, other ding, players, ding. based in terms of basketball and football, they don't have this much time, or at least they don't. They don't. I don't know. They don't yeah. have the. I don't know the, the the time that the baseball players have where they use it in terms of doing or at least some of these activities that would endanger them or somehow put them in harm's way. Well, they try not to. Like how? Like why? I mean, it's just certain things that happen that you're not prepared for. It's just in other sports they don't report stupid injuries like this. Like well, you just deal with because it because the baseball players are playing every day Be- and there's different. Times for you guys, right? I think it's that their players' union is so strong that they actually can say stuff like this. If the NFL player ever went into a front office <laughs> and went, dude, I was taking a suitcase upstairs, took my back a little bit. Um, you know, you would not only get mocked and laughed at, you'd probably get cut unless you were a big-time player on a big-time contract. And then they would just assume you were joking. Right. Well, they do All always right? have a couple of them that come out, like, every couple of years <laughs> of somebody's like, no, I was just doing this really simple thing, and I hurt myself, and I, what an idiot. And they're like, what were you really doing? He's like, I was riding a jet ski in, a yeah, pool, yeah. in an above-ground pool, and I tried to jump it onto my <laughs> motorcycle, yeah. and evil can evil over bridge, and I ended up breaking my leg. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you can't do any of that. You're a breach of contract. Yeah, like, Dean yeah. Roethlisberger, I think, had an injury like that one time. It's like yeah. a motorcycle or somewhere like that. Yep. Yep. Is, it, is, just that is it a combination of all those things? It's a little bit of everything. It's crazy. Yeah, because they're always doing some crazy stuff. They're doing like, the weirdest You know, thing, you've been in locker things. rooms where people are, are kind of different and do things differently. Baseball got more different guys? Yeah, I think we have quite a few. Because of the things that we just talked about, there's a lot of time in between. And it's some some people aren't playing every day anyway. No. You may not be an every, everyday player, so you got more time to be advantageous about other thing and a very adventurous. I just don't about understand. Everything. Yeah, you're right. It's so, got to be something. So I do want to tell you this. My, 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 two of my, one of my teammates was Carlos Perez, left-handed pitcher. He had a self-inflicted broken nose. He absolutely, he, apparently, he lost control of the car and struck a lamppost right outside Olympic Stadium. I'm serious. While he was trying to pass the team bus. He was trying to leave and go in front of him. Why? Because... Carlos was different than anybody else. You, you, you've seen the video of him beating up the uh, water cooler in the dugout when he was with the Dodgers. So here's another one. His brother, Pasquale Perez, he ended up missing, missing the game because he, didn't, he had just received his license and he was trying to find the stadium. He spent two hours driving around the stadium because he didn't know where the exit was to be able to get off at the stadium, just kept driving in circles. He drove for two hours. Mm. They call his nickname is now Wrong Way Perez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Wrong Way Perez. That's There's a, a bunch of guys that got injuries from sneezing. They've pulled rib cages. You've heard that before. There's been a lot of people that have done that. 
Rib cages, man. But they just have these injuries that just kind of the gen pop have, like we would have just as normal citizens. They, they want and you to know that. At elite athletes people. don't really have those <laughs> types of injuries. And also, maybe maybe basketball has the same issues because it's an 82-game season and guys mm-hmm. get tired of playing. And maybe they just describe it as load management. I don't know. Maybe. And maybe because baseball players, I don't know, because some of these injuries are the younger guys, too. I was going to say because they can play you know, when they're a little bit older yep. um, instead of playing kind of past their prime in some of the sports. But I don't know if that matters as much either. Yeah, it really don't. Because remember, JPP blew his hand off with the fireworks. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that was that was that was yeah. pretty stupid. Yeah, but that's yeah, like I said, Burr shot himself. Who did? Yeah, Plaxico Burr yeah. shot himself. But those himself. are few. You, you guys are naming the most famous examples yeah, yeah. in the NFL that have ever happened. And that's because you, they happened outside where they had to far go to the between, hospital. Yeah. And the baseball ones. I mean, we can we got there's a book written about there's these damn book. types of injuries. Yeah. And the spec tech sign is littered with tons of these little injuries because every baseball franchise has these weird injuries. I remember was it Carlos Correa was taking him giving him a massage. Yeah. And yep. he got hurt because he got a massage, yep. deep tissue massage. But like, again, that might be something that he said. It's a combination of a lot of different we things. Know, we, we know there's some problems with massages in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's now playing in Minnesota. <laughs> All right. And the other one is playing in Cleveland. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, keep the Rockets away from the massage part. That's all I'm saying. Just from Deshaun Watson's yeah. massage suggestions and references and referrals. We, we don't want that. Uh, all right, yeah. So that's yeah. That's that book. What's the name of that book again? It's called "Take Me Out to the Ball Game: Comical and Freakish Injuries We Cannot Make Up." It's by my man Dave Berger. And you know what? What year did that come out? That it's still not. Yeah, he ain't even adjusted it yet. Let it's me gonna see. be. That'll be a part two. There. Oh, I'm thinking he's already started. It. You have to. Yeah. Because they just get more and more bizarre. They get weirder and weirder. Then we have one baseball player that messed his hand up when he had a drone that he was messing with. Yeah, it was Trevor, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. 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 He's in here, yeah, too. That's, that's on the list. Like, now, that's serious. That is the this most was important in 20, thing of his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> this was in 2020, Rock. Okay, so he's got to update that yeah. thing. I yeah. mean, I guess he can wait another three, four years, but there'll be a bunch of them. Mike Caps wrote in here. He did some things because he's been around the game for so long. My buddy Ryan Chose. Uh, he's been here. Stories of the su- superhumans that are become very human. Entertaining at the last. Yeah, no. that's right. The listener didn't know that. But when the Grammaticus hurts themselves yep, jumping up and down. Yeah. jumping up and down. Solid. That yeah. is. That's always, like, especially embarrassing and shameful when you're celebrating and then you hurt yourself celebrating. When you're just laying and it's just body go, your <laughs> yeah. leg goes out from under you, good stuff. Yeah, that's a trust. Uh, yeah, but you're right. I don't, and they're happening in every sport. You guys just named a few examples, but there's no way anybody's as close to baseball when it comes to no. the most bizarre, strangest, weirdest injuries. No doubt. Um, all right, we'll come back. Good stuff there, Hart. We'll come back. We'll get into some off the record, tons of stories in off the record, including uh, Aaron Hernandez kinfolk in the news for Ugh. all the wrong reasons. We'll talk about that. Uh, also, we'll get into some of the other big stories of the day right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. D.D. Megadoodoo. I'm sorry. Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break my head cold. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. A couple of stories uh, I want to get to here and off the record. Uh, the first, unfortunately, 
is about the Hernandez family, one Aaron Hernandez's family. According to TMZ, Aaron Hernandez's brother was arrested after allegedly planning school shootings. They say plural here. Shootings. Mm-hmm. The older brother, Hernandez, has been arrested again. This time, cops say there was concern he had been planning school shootings at UConn and Brown University. The disturbing allegations are spelled out in the new Bristol Police Department documents where cops say DJ showed signs this month of being gravely disabled and a danger to society. Man, that's that's that what? is it seems to be a danger to oh, society. That and that's what he was thinking. It's yeah. That is dark, man. It's man. yeah. Uh, obviously, his family is connected to a lot of darkness with Aaron Hernandez. Um, but, you know, the, the arrest marks the fourth time in the last few months that he's been in trouble with the law. Uh, they said they, back in March, uh, he was arrested after cops say he led them on a wild car chase. Days later, he was arrested again. Why is he out? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Sorry. laughs> like, no, no, just, you're real about no, no, that. No, I'm just like, sorry. I was reading real time. I'm like, hold on. So he, he led him on a wild car chase. <laughs> so he led police on a car chase and then got out days later and was arrested again for allegedly throwing a bag that contained a brick and a handwritten note at ESPN's campus. Mm. At early, ESPN's campus. And then earlier in this Bristol. month, he was arrested for missing a court date in the same case, so. He's been arrested a lot just in this year alone. He's been arrested like three, four times. So. And did you see his smile? Did you see his mugshot picture? Yeah, he's got some, I think I, it's pretty obvious he's got some him. mental issues yeah. of some kind. Uh, he's looking through you. He's yeah. not looking at the camera. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. obvious. He's got some some mental issues going on. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, extremely disturbing. Something else that is not disturbing but fascinating. You brought this to my attention. Jim Ursay? Mm-hmm. Jim Irsay is something else, man. So he, there was a rumor going around, uh, apparently, uh, about you know Jim Irsay, and he was bringing up some stuff about Houdini. Apparently, mm. this is the this is from Jim Irsay's Twitter account. Oh yeah. So he says, "Yes, the rumor is true that the Houdini of our time, the amazing Vegas magician Chris Angel, will join the show on on uh, September eighth. He says, break Houdini's record of a hundred and fifty foot free fall." <laughs> Tied up and chained in Lucas Oil Stadium for a one-time performance, September eighth. <laughs> that's that's saying eight, a lot. At eight fifteen in Indianapolis. More details to come for free show for free show. What for free? <laughs> Sign up now for your ticket. What? De- more details to come for free show. And think about what he said about one time. Wow. Bruh, okay. You're gonna be chained up and doing a hundred and fifty foot free fall. Yeah, you definitely doing that one time. Man, Chris Angel. Man, this is your AFC South, people. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Titans picking a fight with the, the Texans. Wearing the lovely blue uniforms. Yep. The Texans don't even have a first-round pick next year, but they still seem like they should be not good. And, and, then J- and Jacksonville the Colts just are laughing. Like, the Colts are like, pay no attention to the man, the team behind the curtain. Here's a man wow. falling out the sky. Man. Yeah. Oh, the Houdini of our is Chris Angel the Houdini of our time? No, mm-hmm. I don't keep up. I don't keep up with a lot of magicians. I know there are some good ones out there. Chris Angel is one. He had a you know show at one time, so he's a very accomplished. If he magician. is, then then it makes me think a lot less of Houdini. 
or a lot less of magicians of our time. Houdini did die, and it was it wasn't a stump, but didn't he get like punched in the stomach or something? Was that? Yeah, Houdini? it was. He had a thing where he he could, would allow he, like people to come punch he, like, him in the stomach. Yeah, he could take but he any, would have to be ready for it. He could absorb any. It hit. was a guy punched him when he wasn't ready. The guy sucker punched him. Yes, yeah, and Houdini basically died as yeah. a result of it, of a, an a hole sucker punching him. Yeah, mm, mm, I wow. always love the Houdini thing that he was a big skeptic about uh, mediums and supernatural, like the. Yes. Like that. And so he told his wife a uh, keyword that like a phrase that he would say if he ever visited her during like a it, seance oh, or yeah. something. And so she would go around to all these people and then they'd be like, we're talking to him now. Uh, and then they'd be like, what does he say? And he'd say this and be like, nope, you're not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, uh, what was then the She never said it because it was a whole, if she said it, then someone could lie. That's good. But that was the whole point was that apparently there was a f- key phrase. I was like that. Mm, okay. I like that. That is good. Uh, I'm going to tell my wife that. All right. If I'm coming back to haunt you, baby, I'm going to use this word. What should the word be? That's the thing. Uh-huh. Probably be something, you know, little, yeah. some little freaky. Uh, so then, you know what I mean? She would know. Still thinking about it. Yeah, when the, when, the person goes, when the person goes, I don't feel comfortable saying this. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone said, y'all disrespecting Chris Angel. That guy's actually done some incredible stuff. I definitely put him up there with Houdini. Right. I, I, it's just not everybody's cup of tea. For my cup of tea, I, I don't care for it. But if you love it, have fun. I, 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 like, nope. I do like Chris Angel because he, I like the street magician thing. I like what, because he did a lot of that where he would just kind of go on the street and do crazy stuff right there. In front of people. Yeah. 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 I and, can do that. Would, but I don't know about the falling from the sky at 150 feet wrapped up and trying to get out of that. Um, that's yeah, the thing that that's I'm like, But that's all, to me, that's all kind of performance art and then how you know the cameras are situated and all that. Oh, true. I like when you go in the street with people that it, it seems like, and I, I would assume, like they rally TV, that they're just regular citizens and you can go use their different whatever products that they yeah. have or stuff that they're wearing or just use them in general as part of the act. Yeah. Like that is kind of cool. And Chris Angel does a lot of stuff like that. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll get back to uh, some more off the record stuff in the five o'clock. We come back. We'll talk. Actually, we're going to give our Super Bowl predictions. We're going to give everything. Okay. We'll give you division winners. We're going to talk playoffs. We're going to win the playoffs. And we'll give you our Super Bowl picks. We're going to do all that coming up next segment. All that more right here on Ball Don't Lie 104.9.